And we back, man. We back. Another episode of Saved and Such. Yes, sir. Another episode. Definitely, definitely, um, definitely excited about this episode, man. It's gonna be serious moments. It's gonna sure. be, you know, what I mean, some getting to know Jesus moments. Absolutely. It's gonna be how we can learn moments. So definitely excited about this. Got my guy Hugo. In the building. What's going on? My guy Hugo, he's in the building. He done finally came on, man. Been trying to plan to get him on. So, you know what I mean? Grateful to have you on, brother. Appreciate it. Got that drip on, too. Yeah, (laughs) man. Threw it on early. (laughs) Early. But, uh, you know what I mean? On this show, we big on mental health. So, we're going to do a mental health check-in. Yeah. Um, How you doing? One out of 10. 10 being the best, one being the least. Uh, Spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I'll go first this round. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say about an eight. Say about an eight all around. Feeling good. Feeling blessed. You know what I mean? Happy to be alive. Be here with y'all, man. Another episode. So, yeah, I'm an eight. All right. Um, I'm going to say I'm a nine for sure. You know, my vision is very clear. Um, my mm-hmm. purpose is in place. You know, I got all the right people around me. So, I feel like that's what's most important. I'm definitely at a nine. There you go. That boy talk, that boy talk, talk early. <laughs> now, I'm at a ten. I'm a ten. Okay. I'm a ten across the board. I can't really complain about nothing. Family's good. You find me. My girl's growing. Yeah. Uh, business is growing. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Everything's in place right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. You know, I mean, talk to us a little bit about your, you know, I mean, your faith journey. You know, what I mean, and and just how much God has meant to you. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Nigerian. You know, mm-hmm. if you know Nigerians, like we are very, very, very faithful people. And you know, the way I was raised, you know, I was just raised up in the culture. You know, I just had to. Yeah you know, follow and pray and do all the things that, you know, we are taught to do. So yeah, they don't play about that. Not at all. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> very, very strict. So it was yeah. just, you know, just following the norms and just doing what I was supposed to growing up. But it took, you know, until I got to college, like my sophomore year, um, that with a lot of injuries, you know, it was just a lot of why did this happen moments, you know, just trying to figure out myself. A lot of dark, a lot of dark moments, a lot of, you know, I'm in a dark, I was in a lot of dark places. So it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, there's really no one to call on mm. but God, you know. Right. You feel like you're by yourself, especially being off at, you know, Virginia in school. So right. it was like I was I was kind of like forced in a sense. It's unfortunate that I had to be forced, but it was I was kind of forced in a sense, you know, to grow this relationship with God, develop it with God, and not just make it just the norm just because my family was brought up in this mm. Christian faith and, you know, being all about believing in Jesus and God, you know, it was time for me to develop my own relationship, my own purpose with him. That's dope, man. For That's sure. How, how did you uh, develop that relationship? A lot of people, uh, it's, it's hard for people to take that first step. They don't know where to go, where to turn, how to make that step. How did you make that first step? Yeah, so it was a, it was a group at the University of Virginia, you know. Um, uh, it was a great, great group. It was part of, like, my teammates. Um, and they basically, they basically formed, like, an association where we would just get out every Saturdays and just kind of just talk. Uh, talk to each other, you know, about the Bible, you know, some verses that stuck out to us, um, how we should live our life the proper way, things of that nature. And that kind of brought me closer to God. And then after that, you know, I started going to church a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got baptized. That was a big transition. And then uh, after that, you know, I just kind of, I stuck with it. Not that I just saw the benefits of it, but I just knew it was it was the right thing to do. Yeah, that's dope, man. Now, you you said, like, you got the right people around you. Yeah. You know, I mean, how important is it, like, in your journey with Christ to have, like, the right group of friends and the right, you know what I mean, right people around you, like you said? Very, very important. I mean, if you don't have the right people around you, like, your friends are pretty much, you know, a vision of you. You know, right. they're, they're, they're a replication of you. So mm-hmm. who you hang around is going to be your biggest thing. So yeah. I hang around the right people. And, um, you know, that helped 
that just gave me a boost, a sense of motivation, a sense of mm-hmm. purpose. So why exactly are we doing this, you know, when you have 10 other people thinking the same thing? It's pretty much easy to understand. Facts. So like with the, like, I'm not going to call them old friends, but old associates that you had, um, once you made that step into walking with God, like, did you have to release like a lot of old friends? Did you get a little, uh, rid of a lot of old friends? Like, did people like separate themselves from you? Like, how did that work out? Yeah, it was a separation, you know, you know, as people grow, you just kind of grow out the loop, you know, you your similarities, what you got in common, you know, kind of just emphasize a little bit more. It's kind of just highlighted. So, you know, you just kind of um, center yourself around people that have the same goals, ambition, uh, purpose, drive, faith as you. So, Definitely. Now, I know you was at Virginia, graduate. Congrats, by the way. Appreciate That's that. That's definitely That's big. First in your family to graduate? Yes. First That's, That's dope, big. Bro. Wasn't supposed to. My yeah. older brother was supposed to graduate, but he dropped out, did his own thing. Oh, that's dope, that's man. That's yeah, that's dope. Now, in that transition, when you went to Monmouth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, you had to leave them people that kind of helped you grow in Christ. How was that transition like? And you know, what I mean, what was something that you took with you from learning and being around them? Yeah, like I spoke about how I had injuries at you know the University of Virginia, and I just you know had a great relationship with God, and I just felt like you know when I spoke with him, he would always tell me you know I think you need to start off somewhere fresh, start mm-hmm. off somewhere new. Because you had so many injuries, you know, all these guys been recruited over you. Right. It just kind of seems like you just need to start off fresh. So, you know, I was I was very open to it. I thought it was a great idea, and um, yeah, I just I put, you know, my my right foot forward, and I just took a dough for it. You know. Yeah. Definitely, bro. That's what's up. You, see, I know we was talking off camera. You said you was born and raised out in Nigeria, right? Yeah. Can we talk about the transition from uh, Nigeria coming then coming to the states and where did you where was the first location you started off at? Yeah, so first location I started off at was New Jersey. Um, flew straight here from New Jersey. I was about eight years old. Um, so as far as adapting, it was the transitioning, the process, whatever you want to call it. It was ridiculously difficult, you know, just coming into an entirely new world, mm-hmm. new lingos, new culture, new way of life, you know. From everything very, very detailed to how people smell and how you know, it was just the total <laughs> yeah. opposite for me, you know. Was they so, saying was they saying dummy when you first came to Baltimore around that time? It wasn't because I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, I was really young. I was like, what, maybe eight around like fourth grade, something like that. So, mm-hmm. so nah, they wasn't saying that. We was pretty young. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know what I mean, going back to Nigeria, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like y'all big on y'all culture, you know what I mean? What are some things that like your parents kind of told you, like, over here, like, don't forget about this, even though we're coming into, like you said, a new world, a new chapter. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, you know, the U.S. has a lot of, you know, lazy people. Uh, Absolutely. That's what it is. (laughs) I'm pretty blunt and honest. So um, one thing my mother always told me, you know, never forget, you know, where you come from, which meant that never forget your work ethic, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what keep my whole family pushing, you know what I'm saying, to come from a whole different country and, Start off fresh, not knowing, you know, what you're walking into, not knowing what to expect. It's, mm. it's pretty tough. So you just got to have a crazy work ethic. And no matter what obstacle come your way, you just got to persevere, you know, overcome them. If you could give me one lesson that you learned from your parents that's sticking in your head to this day, what would be one? Perception. One. <laughs> Perception is reality. Tough. Mm. For sure. Perception is reality. It's, it's never about, like, you know, it's life. You can't live a perfect life no matter how you try to do it. Um, you just got to take it as it comes. And the way you perceive it, the way you view it is 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 literally, you know, 
the response and the outcome is going to have. It's going to be the result that's going to come out of it. exactly mm-hmm. how you perceive it is how it's going to come out. That's dope, man. Now talk to me though. Why and when did you pick up that football? I picked up the football my sophomore year of high school. Mm. <laughs> pretty late. That's you know? late. That is very go to late. Virginia. That's lie. late. Yeah, bro. It's pretty late. I was a basketball fanatic. I was real good at it, but you know that. You know, the height caught up to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah, on the circuit, happens. you know. <laughs> yeah, 11th grade year, 6'4 shooting guards and stuff. I'm, I'm only six foot, so yeah. it's hard for me to get my shot off, stuff like that. So my that football coach just saw I was real athletic. They were just mm-hmm. like, you know, just try it out. Sophomore year came out. First time I touched the field, I was going crazy, you know. So mm-hmm. quickly got bumped up. It's a varsity. Started yeah. going crazy. It was just natural, you know. Yeah. It was natural. That's dope, man. Where did, where did the drip come from, y'all? Yeah. Which which one? Your, your mom getting putting that stuff on? Your dad? Who is that? Nah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure not. <laughs> I don't get it from my mom. Nah, I get it from my older brother. But um, like the way me and my older brother live, it's just like, you know, you can't, we talk about his work ethic and stuff. You can't put in so much work to get the money, right? Mm. And then, you know, not do nothing with it, not spend on yourself, not make it, whatever makes you happy, you know, is whatever makes you happy. And that's kind of, that's one of the parts that, one of the things that make me happy. So like, I'm going to make sure <laughs> I do what makes me happy um, regardless, because you never know yeah. when, you, when you're when going to leave this world. So I right. always, you know. That's big on that. Now, how big is it though, you know what I mean? Now, I was going to ask you something, but you just said something. How big is it though to have that relationship with God? Because you never know that last day. How big is that? incredibly incredibly big like mm-hmm. that's why i just take it day by day like really yeah like i'm grateful for life and we get so caught up in what has god done for me mm-hmm. you know as far as accomplishments goals what has he done for me but just waking up is way more than enough so i'm just grateful for him you know allowing me to wake up each and every day like that's more than a blessing enough. in his own for sure <clears throat> absolutely so transitioning from high school and college uh, was it an eye opener? Like, what stuff did you learn from college transitioning from high school? Because it's like a whole different world. Huge. I learned a lot, and when I mean a lot, I mean a lot. Like, I learned so much. You know, I was, I was a coming out of high school, going to college. I was a pathological liar. You know, lying for no reason, things like that. You know, so it took for my coach to just kind of pull me aside, like you know, and you know, he just told me about myself. You know, like it's not okay and things like that. But it was just. It was an eye opener in a sense that like college just kind of brings the best out of you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really I went in there as far as like physical ability, very raw also. Like, mm. you know, it taught me a lot about myself. I'm not as good as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mentally they just straightened me out in a lot of different ways. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Okay, now um, you know what I mean, just going back to everything we talked about, you know, what I mean, what's some things that you learned throughout your whole journey? of high school and college that like prepared you or helped you be the person you are today? It's the most important thing is perception. Like perception, mm-hmm. perception is the number one thing. Like how you literally see something is, is, is literally like going to equal the response, like the outcome. Like mm-hmm. you can see it as one thing and I could see it as another. And you know, we, we could see like who, makes it to the finish line first, yeah. you know, type of thing. So perception, by far the biggest thing. Got you. And, you know, I mean, people turn on their TV and they see athletes at a high level and they see the glitz and, and the glamour. You know what I mean? But tell us about some pressures behind the scenes and some things that 
you have to be mentally tough in, you know what I mean, to continue to just perform well and things of that nature. Because we, I've seen plenty of athletes, you know what I mean, just quit and say, my same for me, you know what I mean? So what are some things that, like, y'all kind of, you kind of rely on guy on to be your strength? The workload. <laughs> yeah. The toll on your body, like, the toll on your body is, like, incredible. Like, it's, it's overwhelming at times. You know, you wake up, you lift, you practice might come back and list. Mm -hmm. And then the mental exhaustion of meetings after meetings after meetings, like it's it's really a lot. And I think they really need to be like, at every school, they really need to be like a um, a space where you could really go and like receive some, you know, you could just talk with other people, you know, about what you're going through and things like that. Cause yeah. it's very, very serious. And I feel like it's so normalized nowadays to just like, you know, just go through college and play your sport and do what you got to do. But, it's like it's so stressful at times. Mm. Yeah, so stressful. What position did you play? Or do play you receiver? Play? Receiver? Yeah, that's tough. That's I tough. It. What type of uh, players do you like model your game after? You look at on the field, NFL Sundays, Monday night, Thursday nights. Like, who's one player that? Couple players that you watch faithfully. Uh <laughs> I like Devonte Adams. You know, tough. that's what everybody mm. like. Tough mm. for yeah. sure. I like Keenan <clears throat> Allen because I'm a very like. Silky like receiver. Um, I don't. I don't like to just use my burners and just run past people. I know I could do that. You know, I'm trying to really use a little bit of tempo, a little bit of creativity. You know, mm -hmm. maybe a one two at the top. Like you know, I like to be very creative in my route running. I mm -hmm. like to show my art. Yeah. So, um, like a Keenan Allen type of yeah, 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 artist yeah. type of guy. Yeah. Sure. What's the what makes being a receiver so impactful to the game of football? What's the role of a receiver? Like you're the playmaker. You know, mm -hmm. let's say the running game isn't working. Like. The running game, like, could be working still. Like, everyone is going – everyone is looking to you. Like, you know, the offense go as the receiver goes. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, if the receiver's catching the ball and making plays, the offense is going to be doing really good. And if they aren't, then the offense is going to be doing pretty bad. Absolutely. With God being the quarterback of your life, like um, mm -hmm. how do you, like, lean on God to play make and, and create plays for yourself with, with God? God is my confidence. You know, and when I say that, like – you know, I don't, I don't call on any other thing other than him. You know, so if I put in the work, you know, I trust it, then that's it. Then the only thing is left is just God. God is gonna be on my side. Like I'm, I'm gonna trust it. I'm gonna be confident with it, and I'm gonna go out there and just play because I know He's on my side. Absolutely, that's tough. Now I know you was at uh, the University of Virginia. You know what I mean? And they just had some unfortunate things that just happened. And uh, you know, you knew all three of your old teammates. You know what I mean? But you was really close with uh, Lavelle, was it? Lavelle did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tell us about, you know what I mean, Lavelle as a person and, and just how great your relationship was. Yeah, the number one thing that stuck out to me, you know, he's, he's about 6'8", six, 6'8", eight, <laughs> six, eight receiver. 6'8"? Six, 6'8", eight? Six, eight receiver. Right. I'm talking about when he came in and I was what? I was Sheesh. a junior. I'm like, oof. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, he, gonna, he one of them guys, you know, yeah, eye open, like, yeah. he gonna be a dog. Yeah. And he was a dog his freshman year, 900 yards, crazy, you know, before he tore his ACL his second year. But his work ethic just screamed out to me, like, he was a freshman, had a work ethic of a six year. You know, it was incredible. You don't see things like that, you know, mm -hmm. too often. And I came in not even like that, you know, right. even with my culture and everything I spoke about, like, yeah. He was just different. His work ethic is definitely the number one thing. But he was just such a <clears throat> down to earth person. Like you could, you couldn't, you couldn't miss him, and you couldn't like it was all love with him. You know, mm -hmm. you, there was no, there was like no hating or like no bad blood with him. You yeah. couldn't have because he was just such a good person. Yeah. 
for the people out there that might not know exactly what happened, can you like kind of ex- just give a brief story of what happened and how you found out about what happened? Yeah, so um, all three of my teammates, you know, like you said, Lavelle Davis, Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry, um, their lives was taken away from them um, on a Sunday night at the University of Virginia after a field trip, you know, by you know by uh, one of the students from the universities, you know. Um, it's still unclear, you know, the reason why and things of that nature, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happened. Um, and it's, 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 it's just, it's very unfortunate, you know, being called by 6.30 a.m., you know, getting a lot of different calls, you know, just waking you up at 6.30 a.m., you know, to have a meeting, to make sure I'm mentally right in the right space. Um, it was just, it was a lot, you know. It was a lot. Three different people, you know. Mm. When you think about three different people, you think about three different families. And then you think about all the other families affected by that three other families. And then yeah. you think about the fans outside of that. And then you think about, like, it's, it's just, it was just worldwide, you know. Yeah. How was the healing process for you? Or uh, you probably still haven't completely healed, but, like, how's that transition been going for you personally? It's going better, you know. It's all about having the right people around. And when this incident happened, you know, I was quick to get all the right people around me. Um, whether it was my friends that went to University of Virginia with me at that time, or it was going back to University of Virginia, you know, to attend the, um, the vigil mm. and just be around, you know, all my, all my graduated folks and, you know, people that was around at the time definitely provide a sense of comfort. Yeah. <clears throat> Things are really good too because uh, you have a relationship with God. So in those tough, dark moments, you was able to talk to God, and He was able to walk you through it. Um, how how long has it been since you had a strong relationship with God? Like how how many years would you say it's been? Um, what do you do? You, do you, do you mean like how long has it been been like since? So I, so some people mean? know God, yeah, but it's different from knowing God and having a relationship with God. Maybe okay. I, that's what I should have asked you. How long have you had a relationship with God? I've had a relationship since my sophomore year of college, so okay. it's been about four years, around four years, four or five years, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it took for me to get into a very, very dark place mm. with no one around Yeah, for me to call on, for me to really, you know, sit down and really grow this relationship mm. you know, with him. How do you and, you and the team get through that dark moment together for us as a team? There's a lot of, like... Uh, Meetings, being there for each other, like what, what type of things did y'all do to get get through it? Yeah, it was a lot of meetings, you know. It was a lot of, it was a lot of just get together, you know, just doing like exciting things, exciting acti- activities, just trying to get our mind, keep our mind off of it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, just come together to discuss, you know, just to discuss it a little bit. Absolutely, Dang, man, that's crazy. What, what, um, what advice? Would you give to somebody who was in your shoes? Maybe somebody just came over from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The transition that's coming into to the city of Baltimore. Which, what advice would you give them on the transition on do's and don'ts? Um, I, would say, I would say for sure, never follow the process of insanity. Mm. And that's what a lot of people do today. Can um, you break that down to us? For sure. That was, that was so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What I mean by insanity is insanity is continuing to, continuing to do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm. So a lot of people need change in their life, you know, and in order to get the change, you have to go out and do something, you know. You can't just click a button or just, you know, just wake up and think, 
you're going to be a new person. You got to go out and get this change. You know, if you want to make money, go out and make money. You know, if you want to, whatever you want to do, like, you have to put your, you know, your best foot forward and you got to go do it. Like, never fall into insanity because, like, insanity is going to keep you complacent. It's going to keep you in the same position. You always want to elevate. Outside of football, are you like a part-time pastor? <laughs> <laughs> what type of hobbies do you have, like, outside of football? What do you do? Um, I do real estate. Tough. So I, I do real estate. Um, Can you tell the people a little bit about what you're building right now over in Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom just, that was always her goal. Her purpose was just to always come here, you know, once and once we're developed and, you know, we have our purpose and everything in place, it's to build a house in Nigeria, you know, yeah. where... We could just come home and visit once, twice a year. Just get back, you know, never abandon our culture. You know, just get around our family members. Experience, you know, where we were born mm. and, and where we come from. Yeah. How big is, you know what I mean, just you realizing, like, I'm in America, but I'm also Nigerian. You know what I mean? Because I know that that's special, special for y'all, man. Because I, I know a bunch of Nigerians, but they don't play that. <laughs> yeah, they don't play all. that, man. Not at all. They don't play that. So how important is like, nah, like this is me. Like I ain't doing all that. Very important. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it's super important because like, and I, and I love it in a sense because it's like, I feel like I have a good foreground. I have a good base because of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But with the U.S. and Baltimore, whatever the case may be. I have good experiences. Mm. Those experiences would allow me to make better decisions, you know, later on in my life. And, you know, as y'all know, coming from Baltimore, you're going to have a lot of experiences. Absolutely, <laughs> for sure. A lot of experiences, and it's going to help you to better maneuver mm. uh, similar experiences in the future. Yeah. So. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't grow up in Baltimore, but just like becoming an adult and being in the Baltimore atmosphere, you could definitely tell like it's a lot of stuff that goes down behind, behind, underneath the rug, behind the surface type. But at the same time, Baltimore is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I think because of the news and then just everyone from Harvard County, don't go out Baltimore, it's bad out there. But like people don't know, you meet so many amazing people, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. doing great things, you feel me? Um, how many people have you met that's like, Striving for greatness outside of the pack of people that's not really doing nothing with their lives type. So many people. It felt like, you know, I'm around so many because, like I said, I, I center myself around people with the same mindset and mm. ambition as myself. So it seems like it's a lot. But, um, you know, you, you'll be surprised uh, how hungry people are actually in Baltimore. You know, it's as it's, you know, you still have your you still have your parts and stuff like sure. that. But. People are very hungry to get out of Baltimore, you know, and they're, they're willing to do whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's chasing their dreams or um, following their passion, you know, they're willing to do whatever it takes to make it out of here. What, was some th- what are some some things that you can say, like, after spending time with God, like, he's taught you? God has taught me to just be like, God has taught me to love differently, mm-hmm. you know? He has taught me to love differently, like, and it's, it's crazy, like, um, a week after the UVA incident, um, my brother's best friend, like, his best friend, they used to, you know, they started a business from ground up. Mm-hmm. I saw them, you know, start the whole business, and they're just best friends and things like that. Um, he ended up passing away, you know, mm, um, 
he had, you know, it, it was there was no reason, like it was no reason for it to like happen, you know. Um, it was he was doing all the right things, you know. And what it taught me is that in this life, you could do all the right things, you know, and you could still get caught up. Mm. Mm. So it's like you do the bad things, all right. So you face the consequences: jail, prison, death, you know, whatever it may be. You do the good things, then you face hate, um, just random things you know random things could just occur misidentity whatever the case may be uh if it's a shooting of misidentity whatever like whatever it could be like mm-hmm. there's no running away from it so i just try to love the people around me as much as i can because i just you just don't know you know never you never know never know how like by you had a relationship with god suggest like it's a friend that you have that doesn't really have a relationship with God when they're going through those dark moments like what type of advice what type of help do you give them you feel me to help them through the process yeah I just I tell them to like the one thing like I don't I don't just like tell them you know read the Bible read a verse you know it's it's certain things you know people aren't just going to jump into Mm -hmm. you know you got to get them warm a little bit so I just try to tell them you know just take it day by day you know Literally, when I when I say take it day by day, like just take it day by day. Listen to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Listen to um, don't just don't just do without thinking. You know, just try to think a little bit more, and and I feel like um, sort of a change will come out of that. You know, they would try they would start to move a little different. They would start to think a little different because they're thinking maybe twice as hard. You know, and once they do that, I feel like that's when you know you could I could like bring in the picture of um growing a relationship with God. Once they learn how to take it day by day. It's great advice, man. Great advice, man. This is a great conversation too, man. But Sean just dropped something, man. We'll be right back after this short break. Back, man. We back. I ask everybody this question though. You know what I mean? A legacy. Legacy question. What's a legacy that you hope to leave behind? Mm, a legacy question. Um, I just want people like I just I just like when I'm gone, I just want people to be able to say, you know. Great things about me, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I could ask for. Like, you know, I'm I, I want to do things the right way. Um, there's a lot of ways to do things, but I want to do it the right way. You know, absolutely. Uh, what can we expect next from you? Yeah, uh, where can people follow you at to follow your journey? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at U G O O B A S one on Instagram. Same thing as Twitter. Um, so, yeah. He got the blue track, too. So, when oh, you yeah. search him up, it ain't going to take yeah, it ain't gonna too hard to find him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been another great episode of Sage and Search, man. Appreciate you coming yes, sir. on. Yes, sir. Appreciate, yes, sir. appreciate you, man. Appreciate, y'all can, story, appreciate y'all, man, for liking, subscribing, man. We appreciate all the love we've been getting. Y'all can follow us on all streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. Mm-hmm. It's Reek signing off. Make sure y'all follow our TikTok, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff gonna be two-stepping soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, we appreciate y'all. We better get out of here, though. Peace.